Hunger pains. Weird mouse things happen when you live in the country. Everybody expects mice in the cupboards, closets, and ceilings, but there's one place that nobody expects a mouse to be. It was early in the morning, and I was not fully awake. That's what breakfast and coffee are for, to wake you up. So I put on coffee and I popped bread in the toaster. The shrill of a high-pitched squealing jolted me totally upright. What the hell is that? I cupped my hand around my ear, hoping to zero in on the source of the squeal. But it seemed to come from everywhere. It sent creepy shivers down my arms, and I half expected to see a ghost oozing out of the walls. Then, as suddenly as it began, it stopped. Dead silence. I had no idea how dead the silence was about to get. Then came the smell of hair burning, and the next thing I did was run to the bedroom to make sure that my cat was okay. Her tail had accidentally caught on fire once when she sashayed past a candle with her fluffy tail, but I'd caught it so quickly that she'd suffered no burns. It was just the two of us, and I couldn't imagine burning hair coming from any other source. Then the toast popped up. There was no evidence of a fire, and I was really hungry, so I buttered the toast, poured a cup of coffee, and started to eat. I'd eaten about half a piece of toast when suddenly it hit me. Squealing plus burning hair plus toaster equals no, no way. It couldn't be. I put down the half-eaten toast and looked inside the toaster, and sure enough, down at the bottom was a toasted dead mouse. It must have been eating crumbs when I popped the bread in and trapped it. The mouse had cooked alongside the toast I was eating. Ew! Well, I had to get that mouse out now. So I gingerly picked up the toaster and held it as far away as my arms would stretch, as if a zombie mouse might jump out and attack me. I carried the toaster outside. I didn't have a plan. I just knew I had to get the toasted dead mouse out of my kitchen. Thank God for hardy country neighbors. Billy Bob saw me acting like this toaster was a demon from the underworld, and he hollered out, Hey, what you got there? A dead mouse. Oh, what you gonna do with it? I dunno, dump it out somewhere. Well, bring it on over here. I'll take it. Seriously, my neighbor Billy Bob wanted the dead mouse. So who was I to argue with fates, smiling down in their twisted way? I handed over the toaster. He reached in and pulled the dead mouse out by the tail. Then he whistled. It must have been a special whistle because his dog came running at top speed. Buster sailed through the air to catch the mouse that Billy Bob tossed to him. Not only was it a dead mouse, Billy Bob made sure it was dead and buried in Buster's belly. Chapter 2 The Slaughter I was just a kid when this happened, and I can't fathom how I managed to talk my mother into letting me have two gerbils, a hamster, and a pet mouse all at one time. She hated animals in the house, yet for some reason she consented. The two gerbils, Tom and Jerry, were in one cage. Next door was the hamster cage, 
followed by the mouse cage. All of the cages were up high on a shelf in my playroom, except when I took them down to play. I loved my little friends. I entertained them with toilet paper tubes and exercise wheels. They were kid-friendly because I held them gently and they responded in kind. You'd never expect me to grow up and toast mice in the kitchen. My mother, on the other hand, hated rodents, and Tom and Jerry almost got sent to gerbil heaven over a mishap. I was at school, so I didn't hear about it until later. My dad's name is also Jerry, so to avoid confusion, I'm going to call him Abner. Then you can imagine the voice of Gladys in your head to narrate Mom's part in the story. Abner! Abner! We've got rats in the house! Hurry! Quick! Kill them! They're on the stair landing!